1: We may not be in Berea sending the team off to Kansas City, and we may not be in the drive-thru rally downtown, but it's another Josh and Joe podcast, WFMY podcast edition, brought to you by Evergreen Podcast. We're live on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. I still – we're previewing a Browns playoff game. Browns Chiefs, they're one of eight teams left.
0: It still doesn't seem real. I know. It's surreal, yeah. It's it's amazing that we're – well, we're in – middle of january where we haven't talked draft once yet yeah i I feel like in a year well
1: i guess it's 2021 now but 2020 was such a weird year and the fact that we haven't talked brown's draft and it's january 16th
0: right is incredible like this is
1: the first time we've talked about it and we're not even talking about the draft
0: plus it's in cleveland this year (laughs) Like, yeah, they haven't no. about it. Like, yeah. And the Browns true. don't even know what position they're in. It's, yeah,
1: that's surreal. Um, All right. But yeah, Browns, Chiefs.
2: You really can't ask for much more than that, can you people? Check us out at WhiskeyBusinessPod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.
1: Um, the Chiefs, we know who the Chiefs are. They're dominant offense. I feel like my, I guess we'll talk Chiefs offense first. I feel like for years, the Browns haven't been able to guard a tight end and now they're going up against the guy that just set the receiving yards up in four tight ends, Cleveland native Travis Kelsey. How do they go about stopping him, or do they just let Travis Kelsey do what he does and stop Tyree Kill?
0: I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. Well, <laughs> that, that's both of them are hard to do. Um, I think the key is um, just tackling. Uh, we've seen it all year where the Browns' defense has struggled with tackling. Um, Travis Kelsey, once he catches the ball, he can make big plays after the catch. He can break tackles. So once once they once he makes the catch, which he's gonna do, there's no one can stop Travis Kelsey. It hasn't been shown yet. Um, but they gotta limit the damage, um, not give up big plays, um, just keep them underneath and uh, secure the tackle when he when he does make the catch because he will.
1: So you're telling me that the Browns defense has to guard a tight end and make tackles? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess it's
1: gonna be another hey Browns offense. You need to outscore the Kansas City offense
0: again. Right. It, it, we, we knew we knew that coming in. Uh, it's 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 similar to last week, but on um, like steroids because this this Kansas City team is like ten a million times better than the Pittsburgh offense. But the same the same things still apply. Um, tackling you um, can't allow big plays after a catch, and then limiting the uh, run game to make it just a, a one dimensional offense. Um, they can't make Le'Veon Bell. Um, have a huge game in the run game. They got to force Patrick Cajones to throw it um, and to win the game, which he obviously can. But it's going to be more difficult uh, if he has to do it by himself. So it's it's a similar thing than uh, similar thing what we were talking about last week versus Pittsburgh. Uh, we just we we got to tackle. Can't um, can't let the run game get going uh, for Kansas City and uh, just. Keep everything underneath,
1: no big plays. I, yeah. I, the good thing is that the Browns are literally playing with house money. If right. they get blown out, they're kind of expected to get, to get blown out. Yeah. If they keep it close, good. If they win, right. I don't, even, I honestly don't <laughs> even know what will happen in both Cleveland and the NFL if the yeah. Browns beat the Chiefs tomorrow. I don't even want to think about it yet because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs>
0: I know, it's, yeah, considering it's how
1: cool. the videos I saw downtown Cleveland and, and in Berea this morning, and that's just for a divisional round playoff game. I, I don't even want to think about it, but right. yeah, the chiefs, a tall task. We all know that their offense is as close to dominant as you can get. I think they don't, they really don't have a weakness offensively. I guess if you, I mean, Levy and Bell has literally been their backup running back at times this year. But right. now they're without CEH. They're without or no, he my bad, he's questionable. questionable. Clyde Edwards there. Yeah. Um they're without Sammy Watkins, which I think could be kind of
0: big. That's huge, yeah, Because they don't really have the depth, like like he's really good for like a what a third receiver because Travis Kelsey is pretty much a, a receiver. <laughs> um but yeah, having without Sammy Watkins, that's just that's another playmaker that could have kill the Browns because how many times have we seen like a third receiver or just, just humiliate the Browns um, defense? So it would be, it was huge to not have him in the game. Um, and then uh, instead of CH, uh, we, we still have to face Le'Veon Bell, which is still a tall task. So um, that one is not as big of a loss because given who the backup is, um, Levy Bell can take over a game as we've seen so many times with Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just gonna be just like for how many Browns games? For I think if the Browns want to win, they probably have to score 35 plus, if not 40 plus. I mean, it's 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 gonna be tough, especially with the Browns defensive backfield that has struggled so much this year it's going to be tough for them to stop Patrick Mahomes and not allow him to score three touch. Even if he scores three touchdowns, that's automatically 21 points. You're not, even, not even factoring in field goals yet or running back touchdowns.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, we knew that right when the game ended last week, um, they're just, the it's, it's a team that you're, you're not going to really hold down. It, like just going in, we're, you shouldn't expect them. Like Browns have like a heroic defensive performance. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> news
1: that will never happen in this season. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's just not something that's going to really happen. Um, they just have to outscore them, which, as we've seen over the past what two months now, uh, the Browns could do that. The Browns' offense has shown that they can outscore people. Um, so it's, it's nice going into with that, knowing that we, we do have a chance to, to do that. Um, it's going to be a tall order, obviously. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely there for the taking. Um, it's, not, it's not some pipe dream that I, th- I know a lot of people think it is uh, outside of uh, Cleveland. Um, I, I, I truly believe there's a chance that they can beat them. Um, but it's got to be a high-scoring game. You need – well, I guess
1: we'll talk about the offense here in a little bit, but you need Baker Mayfield to be very good Baker Mayfield to have a chance. Even if Nick Chubb – like I said, we'll talk about the offense here in a few minutes, but even if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt dominate, which they could given the Chiefs' run defense, I still think you need Baker Mayfield to be like 90% very good Baker Mayfield. But we'll talk about that. The good thing about the Browns' defense – are there there's not many, let's be honest. <laughs> Miles Garrett looked good last week. He did. He looked like pre COVID Miles Garrett. Denzel Ward is back. I think that is like uh yeah, I mean there's no other way to put it. That and Kevin true, Johnson, which is true. <laughs> the Browns have both of their corners back. And Denzel Ward. I don't it'll be interesting to see if they make him shadow Tyreek Hill, or if they just mm-hmm. keep him on one side of the field and just whoever goes to that side of the field, that's who he covers
0: they'll probably I would say just keep him on one side. Um, I think that's pretty much been their forte. Uh, it's going to be, and it's for Tyree kill. It's going to be a two man job. Um, the safeties have to play. They have to know where he is at all times because no corner can stop that speed. Just one on one. There's no, there's absolutely no one that can run with him. So you got to have a guy over top, uh, being able to be in position to defend that. Um, so it'll be a two man job for that. And, um, I, I, believe, I, I think that the defense does have an advantage in one spot. I think the offensive line for Kansas city is not, is not, not the best. It's obviously it's not, it's not a terrible line, but it's definitely a line that you can take advantage of, um, especially with miles Garrett. Um, he's, he looked really good last week. Um, he didn't have the. He might not have the stats on the stat book, but he was, he was firing off the ball, um, and it, it looked like it was the first week in quite a while that he looked like it was his whole old self to uh, back on the field. So, they need him. They need him uh, in a big way, um, and it's definitely a an area that the Browns defense can make a play, um, getting pressure after Patrick Mahomes. Um, it would be huge because we've seen it. Uh Patrick Holmes, he can make mistakes. He's he's not one of those guys like uh like Tom Brady who doesn't really he doesn't give it to you. Um like Patrick Holmes can make the make some interception, throw some interceptions, make some uh, mistakes. Um he obviously can recover and make the just the unbelievable plays that you you never seen before. But it's definitely a, it's 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 an offense that can uh, that can uh, that can make turnovers. So that'll be another huge thing to see uh, this defense getting some turnovers.
1: Yeah, I mean we just saw last week that Big Ben had 500 yards, but he had a horrible game because of his turnovers. Yeah, I feel like if they can probably allowing Mahomes in this offense to throw for 500 yards means a loss, but if they can create two or three turnovers, I don't really think the yardage like that matters because they're creating those turnovers, and the offense obviously executed off those turnovers, which is key. But forcing turnovers, I mean, I guess that's cliche too, but forcing turnovers is such a huge part of the game tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if he's throwing for 500 yards, I actually like the Browns' chances. That means the run game is not doing anything. And, it's, uh, and they're forcing Mahomes to pass it. Um, so that means they're playing from behind. Uh, Kansas City, hopefully. Obviously, you never know. <laughs> if he's getting – Let's hopes, say this. Let's hopes. say this. If he gets the majority of it in the first half, then they're, the Browns are screwed. <laughs> um, but if, if it's like a second half a game, which we saw in Pittsburgh, where uh, Big Ben got most of his 500 yards in the second half, uh, I think it's actually a good uh, a good indicator that the Browns uh, are in a good position to win this.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Woods certainly has his work cut out for him. He has to most likely double Tyreek Hill, at least put a safety over the top. Then he also has to bracket tra- Travis Kelsey. I mean, every single defense that's gone against Kansas City this year has had to do that or tried to have to do that. And Travis Kelsey's is the second leading receiver. I think Tyree Kill has the eighth most had the eighth most yards in the regular season. Um, so it'll be interesting just to see the scheme that Joe Woods try. I don't know if it'll work, but it'll be interesting to see what he tries to do to at least slow them down. He might not stop them, but he might slow them down a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting because just having two. Playmakers like Kelsey and Hill are just that's impossible for an off for a defense to you can't double both because that leaves so many other guys to be wide open. Um, It's gonna be a tall task, Uh, that's where pressure comes in. They can't like getting pressure on Mahomes um, uh, will limit the time that Hill has to get open downfield. and that would be that would be a huge thing, uh, getting pressure on him. Um, and another thing also is not letting Mahomes extend the play, uh, which he's just extraordinary at. Um, you gotta. It's similar to Lamar Jackson, but uh, in terms of he can make plays with his arm and legs. Uh, Mahomes can, um, so you have to be aware of that. So keeping him in the pocket and just uh, collapsing the pocket with it uh, from the outside is going to be huge in this game um, because they can't let him get out of the pocket and make plays because that's where that's where the huge, like crazy plays that he makes uh, happen.
1: That's where the rollouts happen for a wide-open tree kill downfield or the no-look passes happen. The less Patrick Mahomes highlights we get tomorrow, the right. better for the Browns. Definitely. And as far as making – Things difficult for Patrick Mahomes. I feel like, I mean, obviously sacks and like quarterback hits are ideal, but it doesn't even have to be that. It just has to make you the Brown Miles Garrett and company have to make things uncomfortable for Patrick Mahomes as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the number one thing for the defense. Um Getting after a quarterback, just getting. Not making comfortable, as you said. Um, that's the number one thing. And then as we said, just tackling and not letting the big play happen because we've seen how many times uh where they can score in two plays, one play at <laughs> in thirty seconds and the game's the game is just completely flipped. So uh limiting the big plays, getting pressure and then just tackling is gonna be huge for this defense.
1: Yeah, with how good Kansas City's offense is, I know the Browns, the chances of them getting off to another 28-0 lead are basically like 0.01% probably. But even if they did, I mean, we didn't feel comfortable last week. I feel like if the the Browns would have to lead like 100 to 0, against the Chiefs offense to feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, he they're they're just like a they're a different animal, man. they any any lead is not safe against them, and it doesn't matter which team, what team you have. Um, like the Titans last year, I think when they went up quite quite quickly, and they just gave it up. I, it matter like a half a half a quarter. That, that's why that's why limiting the big plays is huge um, for them uh, because you can't let them quickly get back in the game. Um, but I do agree that we do need to get off to a hot start. Um, I think, I think they actually will because the Kansas city is coming off what, two weeks of not playing. Uh, they didn't, most of those starters didn't play in the final week, uh, weeks 17, And then they didn't play last week because of the bye. So that could be a, nice, a nice, um, a nice uh, advantage to the Browns uh, because they played, they played every week so far. Um, and, and, uh, not not playing in, for two weeks it, it is it's tough it can be you can be a little rusty um we've seen it so many times uh, with teams with uh, a couple weeks off so um, I think that would be a big advantage just getting off a good start um, just getting the confidence that. Hey, we're in this. We we got we can beat this team. Um, and that'll be a huge uh, momentum. Obviously you're not gonna get twenty eight and nothing, um, but a couple touchdowns maybe or a touchdown up uh off the first drive would be a huge form.
1: Yeah, I mean, the longer the Browns stay in the game i I guess this is kind of cliche. I'm saying a lot of cliche things this bad test, but the longer the Browns stay in the game as an under as a ten point underdog the more Kansas City will get kind of like shaken and the more confidence the Browns will get. So if the Browns are in the game in the fourth quarter, watch out. Especially, I I guess we'll switch to the offensive side of the ball for the Browns because that's obviously the most important because they're going to have to put up at least five touchdowns. I think if they don't put up five touchdowns, they lose. But um, we know how good Baker Mayfield has been lately. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Prior to last week, they've been struggling because they haven't been given the opportunities, I guess you could say. But the Chiefs defense has won one of the worst run defenses in the league. I think if any week, I guess if the Browns could lean on their rush attack any week over the last like month or month and a half, it's this game because you not only keep Mahomes off the field, but you put pressure on
0: the Chiefs' run defense, which has not been that good. Right, yeah, this is this is the game where the run game is just going to be huge. Um, obviously, you need great Baker Mayfield um, to win the game, but the, the run game's got to be at the top of their game. Um, just keeping them off the field. As we said, complementary football, um, a good offense, a good prolonged offense is a great help to this defense because they don't have to be on the field as long. Um, because the Browns, the Browns need long drives. Um, they need to take up time, and they need to run the ball. And that, and that'll be uh, huge. If uh, it looks like the offense line should be intact, uh, but we might not have Conklin, which would be a devastating blow. Um, but they need they need to be great um, yet again um, to just to just to. Control the clock. That's that's going to be one of the bigger things for the offense. Controlling the clock, keeping the Kansas City offense off the field, Um, because they can they can if they get on the field, they can make plays and just it can it can be a lopsided game and quite quick quickly.
1: And you not only keep the Kansas City offense off the field by controlling the clock and the time possession, but you also get the Chiefs' defense, specifically their run defense tired and if they're tired especially in the second half you can take advantage of that with nick chubb and kareem hunt who will most likely be fresh because they split carries so i guess yeah the more if the browns can one of the biggest keys tomorrow is that the browns can run the ball i mean i like i said that kind of seems like obvious but it just affects the game so much and good way to the Browns that they need to be able to run the ball and they need to be able to dominate the line scrimmage on both, both sides of the ball as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be another tough matchup for, um, for the Browns uh, against their uh, against Kansas city's defensive line. Uh, they got probably the, one of the top five, I would say interior defense alignment in Chris Jones. Uh, that guy can, he can, he can disrupt the play quickly, and uh, both in the run game and pass game. Um, so he's definitely. It's going to be a big matchup. Another <laughs> we talked about last week how the the interior had to face a just a dominant uh, interior. They're, they got another one this week. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be another big game for um, the interior. Luckily, Joel Batonio's back, which is just a huge huge um, plus form. Uh, they have to block uh, in the run game, create holes for this run game, and then, as we saw last week, got to keep Baker upright, and not allow sacks or anything like that. Um, because it, last week it showed like he, he had so much, so much confidence that he was not going to get hit, um, which was a huge difference from the first game of against Pittsburgh. Uh, he was, he was. He was sacked so many times, pressured so many times in that first game. But last week, they the uh, offensive line stepped up, and it was it was great to see.
1: Yeah, as we mentioned, it's important that the Browns' defensive line puts pressure on Patrick Mahomes just to make him feel uncomfortable. Kansas City will have the same exact mindset. They want Baker Mayfield to be uncomfortable as possible, especially because if he loses confidence, like we saw last year with in the Freddie Kitchens offense, if he loses confidence, he leaves the pocket. Way too early a lot of the time. So one of if you were to, if we were a Kansas City Chiefs fan, one of their biggest keys defensively is to, just to make Baker Baker Mayfield as on front pole as possible.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's always that's always a key for uh, any defense facing the Browns. Yeah. Um True. But yeah, it's it's definitely gonna. It's I I sure hope Conklin is back Um because that's gonna be a. That's gonna be a huge blow to that that um that thing that uh area to, block, to keep him upright if they have to play uh place Kendall Lamb at uh right tackle. They gotta have Con- Conklin back, um which is I think he's only practice uh limited this week, which is not a great sign. Um but they need they need a, a healthy offensive line, um just uh just so this offense can be fully running smoothly. Without any, without much pressure, and with uh, in the run game to make uh, big plays, uh, big run holes for them, um, because they're going to have to control the clock. Good offensive lines can control the clock by themselves by just giving uh, giving them time and giving the run game uh, enough gaps to find some holes and gain some yards.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's. The, Brown, the Browns didn't have the full offensive line last week. We know that. But against Kansas City, when they the offense needs to be as dominant as possible, they need to have all hands on deck as much as possible. Obviously, they're without OBJ, but luckily, they have Hodge back. I feel like Hodge might be, at the very least, he adds more depth, depth to the wide right receivers, which is great. I mean, the more wide right receivers you have, obviously, the better. But um, yeah, I just... I have a lot of confidence in this Browns offense, which if you would have told me that after week one, you would have called me a liar. But, <laughs> yeah, the, my only worrisome thing is just the Browns defense against Patrick Mahomes. That worries me a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's going to be hard to watch sometimes. Like, that second half was a little hard to watch against Pittsburgh um, before they were able to make a turnover late in the game. Um, but it, it's just going to be a high-scoring game shootout. Um, I, it's just, it's going to be a fun one to watch on offense defense. It's going to be a little ugly, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's going to be, I can't wait for it. Um, I, I, I feel like we're going to see one two of the top young quarterbacks in the league just balling out. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch just seeing, uh, these two, probably two best, two of the better young offenses in the league quite frankly. Um, so it'll be. it's going to be nice to see uh, the battle and see uh, who comes out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said a little bit ago, the longer the Browns stay in the game, the better. Because, you know, I'm sure Patrick Holmes and the offense is like, oh, we can put up 50 points on these guys and there's no way we're getting up 50. Right. But if the Browns can just be, if it's even a 10-point game or less in the fourth quarter, watch out because They'll have all the confidence in the world that playing as underdogs and playing. They they're playing with house money. We know that. No one expected them to be here. So, I don't know. I just hope. I obviously I hope the Browns win tomorrow, but I just hope that it's a close game in the fourth quarter just to see what this team is all about.
0: Right. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome test for them. Um, they're ahead of schedule, that of all of our expectations. So. As we, you've been saying, it's house money right now. Um, just having, have fun. Um, just just play to the top of your ability. That's why I don't want to see any like big mistakes or anything like that where where it's just self-inflicted wounds um, is another um, thing they got to avoid. Just play to the top of your ability and see where we're at at the end of the game. That's, that's all you can ask for at this point of the season. Uh, with this young of an offense or young of a team and coaching staff, it, it's just uh, it's a, it's amazing where they're at and the position that they're in. Um, what in year one of Kevin Stefanski's uh, tenure? It's it's amazing where we're at. And it's also
1: worth noting that Kevin Stefanski is back. I feel like yeah. for the Browns to be, I mean, obviously they, they look good last week, but for them to be at their maximum potential, they need their play caller
0: and head coach, right? Yeah, we there was there was times last week where you could definitely tell Kevin Stefanski wasn't there in terms of decision uh, clock management. There was a bit of just decision making of going on fourth down and all that. Um, so it's great to have just a full complement of this is the this is the week where you just needed everybody here. You needed everybody on deck. Um, Ready to go, um, fighting. So getting Conklin back would be the final piece to that puzzle. Um, but it's it's a good sign that this is probably the healthiest the Browns have been in uh, a month or so. <laughs> I, I can't even I can't even remember when the defense was at full health like this. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see see what uh, what this defense has in store for us and what this offense. This offense is going to – they're going to score, po- score some points, man. It's going to be – it's fun. It's going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah, I just hope – I hope it's fun because if it's fun, that means it's at least a close game. And I feel like even if – I know everyone wants the bronze to win, but I feel like even if they lose by like seven or less, they're still going to put the NFL on – I mean, they already did, I guess, but they're still going to put the NFL on notice and say that, hey, we're the right. real deal. Watch
0: out for 2021 season. Right. Yeah, it's – it. this game can be – it could end the season, but it could be the it could be the the jump start to next season. Like if they play well and they're in this game and they just lose by a Patrick Mahomes crazy play or something like that, this can be a jumping off point for next year and their confidence will be high. Hey, we play with the with the best team in the league, the defending champions uh, we were one play away or so. Uh, to win, it's it's going to be a huge confidence boost for them going forward. And then um, all the all the offseason additions that we can bring in, it's just going to be it's going to be a nice confidence boost, even if they lose um by just like a touchdown or something like that. It's um it, it's definitely a game that can can change the future. Quite frankly, it can it can it can raise you above the level that you're currently expected to be at right now which is a good – it's a good sign from, what, season
1: one. Yeah, I mean, literally no one – I don't even think we expected this year one with Stefanski. And Scott wrote about it on the site yesterday. But the culture, it's all about the culture. If you would have told me that the the Browns would have this winning culture, I mean, no one – let's be honest. If a big-time free agent were to come to Cleveland prior to this season, they would have had to overpay him. Now I feel like it might be a place where – Guys want to play. They want to play with Baker. <clears throat> they want to play under Kevin Stefanski's offense. So I, it's all about the culture. And yeah. if you can keep it close or win tomorrow, that's just gonna help. That obviously,
0: right? Yeah, and that's why that's why the culture culture is allowing them to be in this game right now. They've had so many opportunities this what the past month or so, where this all could have been. We could have been done. We could have been. Think, looking towards the draft um, just expecting the draft coming up but the the culture overcame a lot they came, they had the next man up mentality they never gave in to the the doubters that said oh they had no chance last week uh, they 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 step up every time they they play for each other which is amazing to see for a bronze team that we've not seen in a quite a while uh, they don't give in excuses and they use everything they, that they can to, to motivate them and just play hard. Um, they play, they're playing one of the hardest playing teams I've seen. The Browns, a Browns team, be um, they're never out of the game, um, and it, it's just a, it's a fun team to root for, and it just shows you that was the one of the biggest things missing from this franchise for the past what d- two decades was being culture. fun. <laughs> like, oh, I thought well, you were going to
1: be fun. Well, being
0: fun obviously that. Yeah, but coming what, what started that being fun was the culture. Um just the culture here is it's night and day from what we've what we've experienced. Just just look at the stories across the NFL right now. Like Houston is a mess. Their quarterback doesn't want to be there. Like that used to be the Browns. Yeah, like it is so ago. nice.
1: Yeah, it is so nice for the last two decades basically those stories if someone had said read this story but don't include the names or the team like <laughs> 90% of the guesses would have been Cleveland Browns right it is so nice to read those stories and see all this chaos and it not be
0: about the Browns right how many times have we seen inside sources or anonymous uh sources just say how bad the culture is how much anonymous player, But
1: yeah anonymous <laughs> players lash out on Browns head coach it's right. like <laughs> stupid stuff like that that now it's about playoffs and winning right. football and yeah. stuff like that is happening around the league and the Browns don't have to deal with it anymore
0: right it's it's amazing just in a year in, in one year like last season we we experienced that how many times did we saw we saw uh sources after the season just come out and say Freddie was unprepared uh, the coaching staff had no idea what they were doing. The players weren't ready for anything. Uh, it's it just, it's night and day from what we were experiencing last year um, to now. It's, it's, it's fun, man. It's, I can't believe that we're in a position where we have a quarterback. Yeah. We have a coach. We have, we a, have a culture. Those we have are a culture in the NFL. We have a GM. Like,
1: yeah. And those are the first the first three things we mentioned i feel like are the mo- three most important things for a successful nfl team the culture the head coach and the quarterback if you don't have one of those three you're probably not going to be successful
0: right if you have i mean i
1: guess if you have okay my bad if you have tom brady <laughs> right. you can probably have a bad head coach cuz tom brady makes bad which head coaches they, look good i'm not saying that bill they probably, belichick's,
0: which they yeah. probably do in tampa bay but <laughs> yeah now, i'm not
1: saying that bill belichick's a bad head coach but it's pretty evident that tom brady looked made him look very good especially josh mcdaniels but we won't get into that um yeah it's just amazing to see that the browns have all three of those it's like the perfect triangle and yeah, when, we, yeah, when yeah. was the last time that we could say that seriously <sighs> Uh, could oh yeah. it's not in my lifetime i don't think yeah
0: not in my lifetime whenever birdie played i guess <laughs> i don't know um uh, it, yeah it's just amazing the just the just the turnaround in in one year I, I still can't get over it. it's just been one season in a, in the midst of a pandemic in the midst of a season that's we've never seen before with so many different changes not much practicing, not much, uh, like in person things. It, it's amazing that the Browns were able to do this in one season during all this, um, all this thing, all the things going on in the world. It's it's amazing where they're at, and it it's just it makes everything so much fun.
1: Yeah, I mean they they had a training camp, I guess you could say they didn't have the preseason, and this coaching. Set, it shows you how good Kevin Stefanski and these coaches are too, that they were able to prepare this team. To play in week 19, even without a train, or I, they had a training camp, but even without a preseason, pre-season they were yeah. literally thrown into the fire under a new coaching staff. And they're what are they now? 12 and five,
0: right? Yeah, that's amazing. it's amazing. Yeah, that's why I,
1: I know everyone's to say, Well, it's cliche to say you're happy no matter what, but even if the Browns, I, I'm not, I don't think they'll get blown out tomorrow, but even if the Browns get blown out tomorrow. I'm still ecstatic about this season in the future.
0: Right? Who, who wouldn't like? There should be any Browns fan after, like, say tomorrow they lose. There, no one should feel bad about this season. This should. This season's been amazing. It, it's a bright future ahead, um, with so much, so much stuff they can do to this roster that can improve on, and with so much assets they still have. It's, it's amazing because we have the three biggest things that we talked about. Coaching, quarterback, culture, and it's amazing. And and I can add a GM, too, that knows what he's doing, which is just amazing. Speaking of
1: GMs, we can have a whole podcast about how Ray Farmer is still getting opportunities, but we won't talk about it. We should <laughs> – you know what? We won't podcast about it. We'll text about it. How about that?
0: <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Ray Farmer's text
1: Ray Farmer's text That
0: just shows shows where we've been man We had a Ray Farmer text That is literally
1: one of I forget who even was that I think it was Kyle Welch back in the day That was one of the greatest series In Winning for Next history Was Ray Farmer's texts (laughs) Yeah but back to the Browns Yeah no matter what I'm happy Seriously. I feel like national writers are probably hoping some national writers are probably hoping that the Browns get blown out tomorrow just to say, I told you so, but the Browns are in the divisional round. The Browns are one of eight teams left. 24 teams will be watching the NFL playoffs today and tomorrow from their couches. Like we will be, there's only eight teams playing and the Browns are one
0: of those. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, I, I agree. I think we're going to be in the game tomorrow. It's, it's going to be, I think, a close game. It's going to be a fun one, a uh, high-scoring shootout. And I, just my going into it, I just want to see how this team performs, that they're facing the best team in the league. Let's see Let's see how they measure up. Uh, I'm ready to see it.
1: All right, so two final questions. One, the perfect blueprint for the Browns to win. Offensively, we know what's going to happen defensively. We know what needs to happen. At least we need Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward to play very well, and the linebacker to be to be mediocre. But offensively, perfect game plan.
0: Start fast. Got to start fast. Um, take advantage of their rustiness coming off two weeks of by uh, not playing. Uh, run game's got to be an elite. Um, they got to control the clock. Uh, controlling the clock, keeping Kansas City's offense off the off the field is going to be huge. And then limiting the mistakes, they just can't. They can't make any mistakes. No turnovers, no bad penalties or anything like that. They just can't. The offense can't afford to do that because it's gonna it's gonna kill their drive, and then it's just gonna give Kansas City more opportunities to make plays on offense. So um, that, those are the big things I think. And then obviously, an elite Baker Mayfield is gonna be key.
1: Yeah, I think elite bacon refield's key, but even if he's like eighty percent elite, you need Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to be elite. At least you need one of them to be elite, because then that way they'll take over later in the game. But you need one of those two
0: to be dominant. Yeah. Yeah. The run game's gotta be dominant. They gotta control the game. All
1: right. I don't I'll will i I'll ask it. Prediction tomorrow.
0: Okay, I say Browns fall, but they lose on the last drive. Patrick Mahomes beats them in a the last-second touchdown, last last few-minute touchdown.
1: I was going to say last-second touchdown. Holy last second.
0: I won't do that to Browns fans. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know what? I'm
1: if they're in it in the last drive. And do you know what? If it's a last-minute drive, that means Baker has an opportunity to win the game, too. All right. I'm all for that. Seriously, yeah. if they're in it in like the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, I'm all for it, no matter what the outcome is. Seriously. And
0: uh, another prediction, I think both teams are in the 40s.
1: <laughs> bet the over. That's basically <laughs> what Joe Bet the over.
0: Yes. I, don't, I don't even know what it is. But the I
1: don't know what it is either. I haven't looked at all that. But yeah, Yeah. so Browns or Joe thinks the highest scoring loss. But there's nothing to be sad about even if that happens. That's the best part. It's house money, and there's literally nothing, nothing that is done tomorrow unless it's like 70 to nothing loss. Right. And 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 someone gets hurt. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm happy no matter what tomorrow. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out at about seven tomorrow when we're doing this podcast again. But I (laughs) think I'm gonna be happy no matter what.
0: I think it. I think it depends on how they lose. If they if they lose, like if it's like a self-inflicting, say they do some stupid turnover, true, True. some stupid penalty that that obviously that's gonna crush us. But if they're in the game, they're fighting the best of the ability. Um, I'm I'm ready to take whatever result it is.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess the only way I'll be angry is if the Browns have a chance to win and it's their fault that they lost. That's the only reason I'll be angry. Right, right.
0: Yeah, if they if Kansas City outplays you, so be it. That's the number one team in the league there.
1: Yeah. So tomorrow, enjoy it. I know. I, we feel like, I feel like I said this last Sunday, too. We said, said it
0: the last three games. Yeah, just enjoy
1: it. Enjoy everything about it. The Browns are in the Elite Eight, so just enjoy it. Seriously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to be fun. I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's a close game. And just take it all in, Browns fans. Just take it all in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All yeah. Right. I can't
1: wait. Thanks for joining us for another preview edition of the Waiting for Next Year podcast, Browns edition. Um, Yeah, enjoy it, Cleveland. We'll be back with you in about 27 hours, hopefully talking about a win.
0: Yep. See you, guys. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you.